0: Morning. It is first thing Friday and it's time for Fix. This is the audio version of my email newsletter. It's made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Enjoy. Fix Insider March 10th. AdTech. Reaction to Isber resurfacing the issue of programmatic and the missing money has been muted. We know the World Federation of Advertisers has taken an interest but little comment from agencies or ad tech firms, although UK media independent 7 stars did share a piece welcoming the focus on private marketplaces and pointing out their transparency. Eric Suford is one of the smartest commentators on digital advertising and his interview with Contagious is a good summary, both of his thinking and also where the industry is right now. Another prolific commentator is the Trade Desk CEO Jeff Green, who, in his latest blog post, is scathing about Google and the way they control so much of the ad business. He implies the sale of some of the companies would not be an adequate solution. As we look for answers regarding the aggregation of power at Google, let's not simply focus on the suggestions to perform corporate surgery and extract assets like DoubleClick. With all the source code, the resources, and the history, any of these features and products could be rebuilt. Instead, we should look at how we advance an open internet on a fair, level, and competitive playing field for everyone with better incentives. Bad incentives created the financial crisis just over a decade ago. Let's not repeat history and create an anemic internet built around a few too big to fail companies. Let's fix incentives to ensure no company, including Google, acts as the judge, jury, defense, court reporter, and prosecution for digital advertising transactions. Newtf. I keep returning to the topic of sports as it looks like the pivot point for the industry's evolution. Sports drove huge value for linear TV firms through cable subscriptions and it's a significant barrier to cord cutting. But the streaming firms are making progress and it's hard to call who is going to win. The spread of rights arguably make it harder for fans to find the games they want to watch. ESPN believe they could play a role here by making the slightly anemic ESPN Plus into a marketplace or gatekeeper. The thinking is to combine the sports that ESPN make available on streaming, a subset of what it offers on cable, with links to live sport from anywhere and everywhere. For the casual sports fans, ESPN Plus becomes a sports TV guide and ESPN make a margin for driving traffic and subscriptions. It's a neat idea, but relying on Apple and Amazon makes it risky, both seem keen to develop their own sports business and will be reluctant to help grow a gatekeeper. Both are considered prime contenders, along with YouTube, for the UK Premier League rights, which will be auctioned off later this year. An announcement in the US shows how GAFA bring a different dimension to the value of the rights. Amazon are making their first Prime Black Friday game free. This is great for sports fans that are not Prime subscribers and good for Amazon, who have a couple of hours around the game to market to sports fans during the hottest retail weekend. In the UK, Amazon currently have a limited set of games, but managed to get the Boxing Day games which were, again, a great way to push retail sales. The other contenders can only really recoup their investment with subscription, so it's hard to see them as real competition. Netflix are taking another approach to sports. Rather than buying rights, they partner with sports to develop content. The idea was proven with Formula One, Drive to Survive, which has ran for five seasons, and now they have confirmed Breakpoint and Full Swing will both get a second season. Ted Sarandos of Netflix explained their strategy. We've not seen a profit path from renting big league sports, the exec shrugged during a keynote session at the UBS Global Technology, Media, and Telecom Conference. We're not saying there never will be, he added, but dramatically expensive rights have made sports effectively a loss leader. We're not anti-sports, Sarandos explained. We're just pro-profit. We have yet to figure out how to do it. But I'm very confident we can get twice as big as we are without sports. Some work I did last year highlighted the customer experience of connected TV as a vital factor in its growth. The people controlling the linear TV budgets that need to migrate to make newt work are used to perfect ad insertion and a customer experience that viewers are happy with. Blank screens, mucked-up ads, and overly intrusive formats are holding the sector back. So we should not be too surprised to see YouTube take a stand and drop overlay ads. It's a start. Merchant. The FT covers the poor financial performance of the takeaway food delivery business, where Just Eat and Delivery Hero are now trading at one times earnings, with Deliveroo doing even worse. New data from Cosmo shows how the business is a logistical nightmare because of peaks in demand at lunch and dinner time, with little custom outside of those windows. Restaurants have similar problems but have trained customers to be more flexible about the time they eat. Can a delivery company achieve this? Amazon are closing more cashier-free stores, with eight US sites shuttering in April. They still have 20 across the US and keep saying they are committed to retail stores. If the new UK formats which include cashiers work we would expect to see them tried in the US too. Maybe they should be looking at how to unlock ad revenue in these stores? The concept of turning fridge doors in stores into ad displays is attracting attention and Crateo has bought Australian firm Brand Crush, which manages in-store media such as screens and POS display. Within Merchant there is a new example of the 80-20 rule, despite all the focus on digital sales, 80% of the revenue is in-store. And common sense tells us the two options are both connected and interchangeable. Digital purchases can depend on a previous store visit, and physical purchases may be researched online. A new study gives us some data on this. The majority of consumers are fully entrenched in both e commerce and brick and mortar retail shopping, and their shopping habits are now threaded together. 68% of people estimate that they spend 50% or more of their shopping online. 54.3% have made their purchase decision online, then purchased at retail. 40% spend time browsing brand websites for better prices while standing in a brick and mortar aisle. 60.5% have used buy online pickup in-store. 33.9% have returned items to the store they purchased online. I also re-read a McKinsey study from last year on social shopping which was illuminating. Welcome to the dynamic world of social commerce, where consumers explore products and complete transactions through social media and content creation platforms, all in an app. This emerging form of shopping removes friction from the buying process, creates a more engaging journey for the consumer, and presents new opportunities for brands to generate consumer interest. In merchant media no slowing down. Best Buy have announced their ad offering and one of their people explains why it complements their customer-centric approach. But we're not saturating the customer experience with ads. We're introducing value propositions that we hope customers enjoy. Since they engage with us more because of that level of relationship, it adds so much richness and fidelity to our first-party data that that's where the value to us comes in, not by throwing an ad in front of their face. Akato are entering the space but sharing their data with the trade desk is underwhelming. I can see the benefits for TTD but what good does it do Akato, other than another revenue stream? The Creteo purchase of an Australian firm underlines what a sophisticated market it is down there. A few years back all the UK supermarkets made regular visits because of the innovation and that has translated to merchant media. An event the other week in Sydney gathered all the key players and this recording of the last session is a good listen. AI. Sir Martin on why the mad would be crazy to ignore AI. He is right of course. We are starting to see practical uses of AI, although many projects feel like a sort of press release rather than a real project. UK newspaper firm Reach have published their first articles created by AI, including one on seven things to do in Newport. Like most things published by Reach, it's quite hard to read because of the ad's experience, but it does the job. Meta are keen to share their AI credentials, talking up how AI is deployed for the benefit of their users. Lots about how their advantage tools are improving ad results. A16Z e have invested in chatbot character.i, developed by ex-googlers who previously built Google's conversational model IMDA eBay head of AI talks about the future of online commerce, Forbes. Plus plus. Everyone loves the creative, but often the media makes it so much better. Amazon's big dreams for Alexa fall short, FT. Humanity is sleepwalking into a neurotech disaster, FT. Chinese retail app Temu seems effective at retaining customers, suggesting the huge spend by Pindu a duo on customer acquisition will pay off. Snow Crash, a sale of items from the originator of the metaverse. Writer Neil Stevenson. It feels a year late. The European Commission has sent a statement of objections to Apple clarifying its concerns over App Store rules for music streaming providers. Facebook Today and Tomorrow, a FB post on how their focus this year is on artificial intelligence, messaging, creators, and monetization. Finally, TikTok. On another project, I went deep on TikTok this week and thought it may be interesting for fixed readers. Let me know if this type of thing is useful are we getting close to the final act for TikTok? Politicians who don't like China see TikTok as an obvious target. Trump started it, but when he was beaten by Biden, the issue seemed to go away. But US opposition is heating up, see the links below, and now Canada, the EU and the UK seem to be becoming anxious too. It's not quite clear what the problem really is. Is it about surveillance? Or is it about the content that the algorithm features? The Chinese connections must mean Shine and Temu are next in line. 4 out of the top 5 apps in the US are Chinese. They all know who their users are, but so do most other apps. I can see the content as an issue, for example, how did Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate get so big and does their fame suit CCP policy? Is the focus on pranks dumbing down the Western population? Or is it just light entertainment? Most of the types of content on TikTok can be found on TV shows on the second and subsequent pages of the Sky EPG. And how can they design a rule that outlaws TikTok but not shine? In the meantime the pace of change in and around TikTok continues to be relentless. The regulators are coming. Can TikTok convince the world it is not a tool for China? FT. Exclusive, White House sets deadline for purging TikTok from federal devices, Reuters. U.S. House panel approves bill giving Biden power to ban TikTok, Reuters. Exclusive, Senators TikTok whistleblower alleges data abuses, Axios. TikTok rolls out Project Clover to assure Europeans on data, Wall Street Journal. First site of Project Clover? Politico newsletter is presented by TikTok and features a text ad with a link to. Safety resources for parents, guardians, and caregivers, TikTok. It affects others too. Snapstock surges as push to ban TikTok gains steam in US Congress, Bloomberg. Ads. TikTok is about to crash Google and Microsoft's search ad wars, Business Insider. How TikTok's New Teens Policy Could Drive Up Ad Costs, Media Leader Issue number 121, Hilton on TikTok, Good TikTok Creative When it comes to the talent working on TikTok, more agencies are eyeing personal profiles, Digiday. Commerce TikTok overtakes Instagram and Facebook as the UK's most shopped social channel, New Digital Age, New Digital Age. TikTok earned $205 million more than Facebook, Twitter, Snap and Instagram combined on in app purchases in 2023 equals Forbes. Growth. How Abercrombie and Fitch win back customers with TikTok, Marketing Brew. Kickstarting TikTok, 55,500 followers and 7 meters views in 6 weeks, Natalie Trends. What is a Borg? The water jug drink college kids are making viral on TikTok, explained, Mashable. How Ulta Beauty is avoiding the de influencing trend, ad, age. From TikTok. New features for teens and families on TikTok. Setting a new standard in European data security with Project Clover, TikTok Newsroom. TikTok and Easter.